sea to shining sea. This is Pod Bless America, and I am uh, Zach Paris. I'm the pastor of Lutheran Campus Ministry at the University of Colorado Boulder, and America's finest and only institute of higher education uh, in the Buddhist tradition, Naropa University. Uh, and of course, with me, as always, is Peter Severson. I'm the director of Lutheran Advocacy Ministry Colorado, the public policy office of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America here in the beautiful Centennial State. That's, you know, that is our nickname, I think. We're not that is, it's not state. a great nickname, I don't think. I mean, I get it. I mean, we were, we were, we became a state in 1876, 100 years after 1776. It's just not inspiring. No, it'll be more useful in like 70 years when we have the tricentennial of this country, but I won't, let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> yeah, let's we'll not count on the tricentennial. Anyway, <laughs> with that, let, we, we should welcome our guest today. Zach, I'm very excited for our guest. Me too. It's going to be wonderful. We have uh, from the ELCA churchwide office, it's Cherie Green with Lutheran Disaster Response. Hello. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me on. Oh, it's our pleasure and our pleasure and joy. We had a lot that we wanted to talk about uh, for this podcast, and, and I think talking to you and the, the good folks at LDR was, was high on the list just because, you know, LDR's got that sweet public profile. Like, people know Lutheran Disaster Response. They know the name. They know the, the integrity of, of the work that you do. And uh, for Zach and I, our purpose is just to kind of leech off of the fame of others. So Exactly. Um, that's, really, that's really what we're doing in this, in this situation. So... <laughs> Well, awesome, leech on, leech on. We're all in this together, right? That's that's right. Uh, you know, we should we should remember the gifts of our interconnected three expressions of the church, which I won't quiz Zach on because I don't want him to fall on his face. <laughs> which podcast, which expression is the parasitic expression? Because that's, <laughs> that's that's the that's part one. of the ministry I'm involved with. <laughs> that's the one with Zach. Oh my gosh. Well, but before we get rolling down a hill, which we kind of already are, we'd love for you to just introduce yourself and tell us about uh, who you are and how you've come into this work and what, what you're called to do as part of this LDR team. Sure, sure. So like you guys said, my name is Cherie Green. I'm born and raised in Chicago, Illinois. Um, grew up in Bethel Lutheran Church, which is um inner city west side um, of Chicago. Um, so... Maybe not Cradle Lutheran, but I think 20 years uh, kind of gets me in the door to a oh, uh, lifelong. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> so, um, been a, yeah, like been a part of the ELCA the majority of my life. Um, kind of had the stereotypical uh, Lutheran first, third experience, including going to Luther College. So one of our um, colleges and universities through that got just got more connected with the church. And I interned there my first job right out of school. Um, went off into corporate and decided that I didn't like it as much hmm. as I liked my first internship. And so found my way back to Churchwide and um, through work with um, Lutheran Disaster Response. And I am the program communicator, so I, I run our blog and all our social media. Excellent. I mean, that's a story I, I, that I really appreciate hearing because I think there's, there's a lot of folks who uh, come through these great experiences in faith formation and they, they get into the world in sort of, you know, a corporate or business setting and they just, just as it doesn't necessarily call to them. It calls to some people, yeah. but there's some that it just doesn't, doesn't call to. So you, you found yourself wanting to look at, you know, being a church professional and, and getting back into yeah. that world. Is that right? 
yeah, somewhere between somewhere like between work and uh, ministry that mm. somewhere I could be, I could work and do both. And so I found myself back at the church wow. and I've been way happier. <laughs> that is, that's, that's a, that's an inspiring thing to hear. I mean, Zach, I know a lot of what you do is, is helping uh, to foment vocational discernment in, in a, a sort of campus ministry type setting. That's exactly what you, you want to see, right? Is right? people discerning where are they called yeah. in this world? What, uh, what was your first, was your first internship with LDR? So it wasn't, I, um, I worked with, um, Joe Young with community development services and it was an awesome experience. I worked on the domestic hunger grants, which is an awesome program. Excellent. And, and for for our listeners who don't who aren't familiar with our domestic hunger grant program, can you just say a little bit about what those are? Yeah, so these are grants that go out. They are given. They're anywhere from I want to say anywhere from three thousand to something a little larger. I don't remember the amount, but you um, they can use for be used for anything from like food pantries or past programs to like advocacy work, mm. um, anything like that that are, that's going on in congregations or um, organizations that are connected to congregations. I think that deadline for those are, it's closing pretty soon. It's at the end of this month, and so um, if anyone's interested, it's an awesome program, churchwide taking the money that's been given and like pushing it back back out into the community Mm. um and yeah you know building leaders and um equipping helping to equip congregations to do the work of ministry excellent stuff yeah i appreciate that we just want to make sure that we that everyone knows the terms that we're using we're it's all the it's a lot of inside baseball on this podcast inside yeah which we like to call it IB. I- <laughs> just to help everybody understand, we like just we use acronyms right. for, for we use everything. a lot of acronyms to to make sure that we're clear about what we're talking about. So the DHGs, we're talking, we're doing a little IB, but we're talking with LDR. Uh, SG is with us today. What is LDR? I know, I know the 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 name recognition is out there. Uh, I think folks know that it's good you know um but what what is it what exactly is 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 ldr about so um lutheran disaster response is just like if you think about world hunger we are the disaster branch of the elca so we wait a second whoa 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 whoa. i think i know a thing or two about disaster branches of elca (laughs) Uh, i've got intimate knowledge of that uh, oh boy i don't know what how come we haven't connected before zach. i don't know sorry sorry oh my gosh zach has explosive revelations that we'll get to later in the podcast but anyway before he rudely interrupted please continue sheree yeah so um we respond to disasters both Domestically and internationally, um, we tend to collaborate with um, other disaster response organizations. Um, so both here and internationally, domestically, we work through our Lutheran-affiliated social ministry organizations. And so um, we respond to disaster. And it works a little differently domestically, right? It's because we have FEMA. And so like what it looks like here is a little um, different than what it would look like internationally because most countries don't have uh, organization like FEMA. And so the while the responses look a little different, wherever we respond, we are 
if possible, we will always be there to respond. So, um, and like relationships through our companion churches make it possible for us to show up in communities just to, you know, walk alongside people and help where needed um, or where asked. Mm. Yeah, that's how we show up. And uh, both, again, it's just to accompany our partners and um, communities, both internationally and domestically. Mm. You mentioned uh, FEMA there, um, that we, we do have FEMA here um, in the United States. Uh, do I'm assuming the answer is yes, right? But they, they, that in response to, to domestic disasters, uh, you all coordinate with FEMA. So, yes, so it depends. So we respond in a couple ways domestically. So it's either do disaster case management, emotional and spiritual care, construction management, and volunteer management. And so if we're doing disaster case management, we definitely have to coordinate with FEMA because half of the work is through FEMA. So we're, we're talking to, we're like helping people to work through their insurance issues, like with like the loss of their homes and all their belongings, like working through insurance and seeing what they have and working with FEMA to see like how much and if they can get funding from FEMA, whether that's through the um, SBA, which is the Small Business um, Administration, or other means. Also connecting them with other resources through long-term recovery groups. So, yeah, it's very, very, very much interconnected with FEMA. Also, um, we also do help, if possible, some of our our Lutheran-affiliated social ministry organizations who um, work directly with FEMA and where they run the FEMA-funded disaster case management programs. Why Lutheran disaster response? What particular gifts does LDR and the ELCA bring to disaster response? Why not? What do we have that, that FEMA doesn't have or the Red Cross or, or whoever else is out there? Well, I wouldn't say that it's what we have that they don't have because we're all out there together. Hmm. Um, so FEMA's out there, Red Cross is out there, UMCOR, which is the United Methodists are out there. We're all out there hmm. um, and we do it together. And we just have, we all tend to have our different niches and we work in different ways and we work together. It's not who's better than who. Mm. Um, it's like, what are we all doing together for the sake of this um, community that's just been devastated? So we have an organization that we're a part of called Voluntary Organizations Active in Disaster. Mm. And, is there um, an acronym for that? <laughs> yes, there is. It's called the National VOAD. 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 I like it. Love it. O-A-D. <laughs> Yeah, so, and we are, we're all part of, uh, mo majority of us are part of that group, and w through that group, we're able to coordinate with each other, we already have relationships, and so that we're not duplicating work, right? We're working the, be at the best of our abilities and the most efficiently possible to walk alongside these communities and not be more of a hindrance than help. You said we all the, that all the organizations have their own niches. Uh, what's the LDR niche? So the LDR niche is like one is that we will work with anyone. If you talk to Jessica Vermillier, our facilitator uh, in um, the southern region, she works down in Louisiana and Texas. Right? Like so, we are open to partnerships because um, we know mm -hmm. that we're better together. Um, mm -hmm. And um, like I said earlier, where we we do disaster case management volunteer management, construction management, 
and um, emotional and spiritual care. I, I feel like one of the things that I've heard people say about LDR in that VOAD context, you know, kind of the larger world of all the groups that respond is that um, LDR is often like really in it for the long haul. Like LDR will, yeah. will connect with groups that are present, like physically present and going back to the community that's been affected for a lot longer than maybe a lot of a lot of other groups that maybe might specialize in the front end response, the immediate stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering maybe the the gift maybe uh, or the unique niche of LDR. Part of it is that it's able to coordinate you know groups within and with and outside of the Lutheran Church to to be engaged long term and to understand what it means to really accompany long term. You know, being being a community that's been affected many years after the fact. Is that impression correct? Do you think or what what is what is your thought about the long term engagement piece? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's a big part of um, LDR, especially domestically, right? Um, most of our work, so we can, we will start coordinating immediately, making sure that um, people are informed, but we do our most work longer term. Um, even like Sandy, we're, it's five years in, we're still there working and vo- there's some volunteer coordination going on. So like rebuilding homes still five years later, yeah, so like the long-term piece is a huge, huge part of Lutheran disaster response identity. You'll often hear people say, um, like, uh, we're the last ones out turning the lights off um, at the mm. end of the disaster. So, yeah, wow. those are that's a very, very important part of um, our identity and how we work. Peter, I might need to get involved with Lutheran disaster response because back end disasters, you know, this is I'm already pretty familiar with uh, with the back end of things when it when it goes wrong. So, uh, <laughs> well, this is a I, natural home. I'm learning would, a lot. I'm discerning. I would call. Incur- yes, this is really educational for you in particular. <laughs> That's why we do all this stuff. Know, I feel. I mean, when you say the long term piece being the kind of last ones out, I I think we've we've seen that in Colorado. We had a big series of uh, disasters in 2012, a bunch of forest fires that were followed in 2013 Mm -hmm. by an extensive series of very devastating floods. And so Mm -hmm. um, even, I think even just this year, I would see report outs uh, earlier this year about, you know, the sort of final piece uh, cleanup and and whatnot from LDR and the groups that it works with on on that kind of very very back end stage of response. So yeah, even like four years later, still, um, mm-hmm. still making sure that people's needs are addressed and that things have been tended to that people's been people's ongoing needs mm-hmm. in a disaster have been tended to. So we've, I just want to mm-hmm. give a shout out that we've seen that even here in For- Colorado, the, the way that that response works. So yeah, that's good to hear. God willing, we won't have another uh, anything anytime soon that requires that. But uh, if yeah, if so, exactly. <laughs> we're never for- hoping for disaster. <laughs> in in coming to your work with LDR, what's been the most surprising thing to you about LDR? One of the most surprising things about LDR is that long term piece. Because when I can't like being a part of the ELCA, when I heard this, when I hear disaster response, I immediately think it happens. We get out there, we help out, and then we leave. So what I, I mean, that was my assumption of what would happen. But then to get there and say, wait a minute, we're still responding to Sandy. Yeah. Right? right? Or that we're still in Nepal for the earthquakes. 
what? Right? Like that, that yeah. was a year ago. That was very ago. Or like that was, you know, that was so long ago. Like what are, what could we possibly be doing? Like mind blown while it's open or like sometimes it feels, it feels like obvious, right? Like after you see it, but like, you just never assume that, I mean, with so much work to do, you just never assume. I don't know why I just think people are superheroes and they get in, they do it in six months, they should be done. But yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like the work of building houses is not that fast. Or like court of being internationally having to coordinate with governments and um, with local communities. And um, it's, it's not quick work. And LDR is patient and we will take our time with the community and um, do what we can to continuously walk walk alongside them and again yeah be there for the long haul i was blown away by that yeah that that really is kind of amazing when you think about it with the the very short term short attention span quick fix kind of cultural framework that we have in in the u.s in particular i mean just this idea that we should be able to you know get in and get it done and then it's done you know once once you clear away all the debris uh, then you know. Right. Then you've responded to a disaster. Right. So right. Right. It, that that really strikes me. You know, as I hear you say that, like I imagine that would be surprising for a lot of people <laughs> to understand. Yeah, oh yeah, right. yeah. If you think about it, if, unless you've gone through it, you maybe don't really understand it. But but a disaster has a very long term impact on your life yeah. in all these different kinds of ways and and on your community. And it's not just about clearing trees and debris and and whatnot. I mean, it's there's a lot that goes on to, to repair infrastructure, to repair, you know, to say nothing of repairing like people's lives if they've right. lost someone or right. someone was injured or who, like who knows, like right. all of that stuff. It's just really, really challenging. I wanted to ask if you find, um, do you find differences in the way that you're called to respond um, to disasters in the U.S., like domestic work versus international? Like what unique challenges do you face in each of those contexts that don't necessarily happen in the other one um well like i said earlier internationally we don't have fema um and so that is i don't want to say necessarily a challenge but it's like just having to work differently um but i will say that we do like we usually work in places where we have well-established relationships already Mm-hmm. Um, you don't just want to barge into a new environment, into a community that don't, doesn't know you um, and say, hey, we're here to help. You know, we go to where people already know who we are or, you know, they already know who our partners are. And so we have um, relationships there. And so it's a beautiful part of EOC as a whole, right? Like everything is based mm-hmm. on relationships. So those companion relationships are really, 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 like, drive what we do internationally. And, like, I guess that's similar um, to kind of what it is domestically because, like, we, with our coordinators and our SMOs, we have them work with our congregations. We have them work with the synods. Just to court, again, like, not duplicating work. So, like, domestically, the people who are usually out there first are our congregations and our synods who are responding to disaster. Um, they uh, they see something if they if their community they are they are a little like in Louisiana for the floods that happened actually during the churchwide assembly. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Which is the only Lutheran, the only ELCA church in Lafayette, Louisiana, was out and going around the community and handing out uh, gift cards and saying, "Hey, are you okay? Do you need any help? Is there anything we can do?" The congregation they're the first responders, right? Like. 
Mm. LDR, like, and like where, and then we, LDR has a tagline saying wherever Lutherans are responding, that's Lutheran disaster response at work. But mm. because like as a church, like they are the front runners, right? Like we at Churchwide, we are only, we are only about four full-time employees for LDR. And so we can't do what people already rooted in the community does. Um, so that's a big part of the work. And then uh, I say what one thing that's really challenging is, <laughs> I guess in both sometimes, is like having to coordinate with government. That could be, that's a, that could be easily be, and sometimes it's not hard, right? Sometimes yeah. it's like they get it, they're ready, come on in, you know, but other times it's a challenge. And um, it's something that I think that we have the expertise to work through. And so yeah. um, we get it done still. Um, it's great. It's it's illuminating. I mean, I it's, it's interesting. You you mentioned the the churchwide assembly, the the floods that happened sort of contemporaneously with that. It was mm-hmm. it's sort of um, sort of bizarre to I, as somebody who who was there. I was I was there in New Orleans, and and I think the, they were happening. The rain, if I'm remembering right, happened like during the week, and then it would it started to really flood near the tail end of the. The assembly event and then it kept going for a couple of weeks after that or something like that and it was just this that's a good example of like a slow motion disaster right flooding where it's a lot a lot of rain and then it sort of slowly and slowly the the rivers start to crest and you sort of you can maybe see it coming a little bit knowing that there's you know a lot of rain you're like starting to mobilize and and i mean that story of the church in lafayette is incredible like people responding right away i guess the the question that that leads me to is is to what extent is uh, to what extent are you able to be a part of like disaster planning, like helping communities that might be at heightened risk of different things, you know, Gulf communities with hurricanes and flooding or, you know, Great Plains communities with tornadoes or stuff like that? Is is LDR able to be a part of training and preparation for like, you know, when if and when disaster strikes, here's what you can do and here's how you're activated or what what kind of work do you do you do there? So when it comes to the planning, um, we we have like different resources available. So we we have like congregational preparedness toolkit or uh, like manual. Um, we have like different resources available. But for the most part, every disaster is local, and so mm-hmm. the local SMOs who do um, who we work with to do the responding when it comes to um, the planning and things like that, the local SMOs, the local um, governments and different things like that, they are the ones who kind of coordinate what that looks like because we can't drop a plan because if we drop a plan, it's going to be one plan. I mean, you can't take that mm-hmm. one plan to Louisiana and then to Oklahoma or because it's not, it's, it's not going to work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everything looks different. It can look different from county to county or their own state to state. And so um, that's the kind of work that goes on down at the local level. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It's, if, if you've seen one disaster in a lot of ways, you've, you've seen one disaster. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> port it too much around if, but with the, right. the preparedness toolkit, is that something that's available on your website or on ELCA.org? Where can people yeah, find that's that? Available at, if you go to ELCA.org slash resources and go down to the LD, the LDR um, tab, if you go in there, that's we have, we have a ton of resources available in there and stories and bullets and inserts and all kinds of things, but hmm. it'll be in there. Yeah. Excellent. If there's one thing that Zach and I want to do with this show, it's share resources as much as possible. So we're trying to mm-hmm. trying to spread the love around. I'm struck by um, by a number of um, 
similarities to 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 Lutheran campus ministry with LDR. Um, I'm struck. Uh, I really appreciated the the first niche you said was that we are willing to work with anybody. Um, and in my experience as a as a campus pastor, that's a, certainly a role that, that that very often I'm unique and played on campus and being willing to be in relationship with uh, with lots of different uh, religious groups on campus that don't necessarily naturally uh, build relationships between each other, but that I get to play the piece of connecting those folks. And it's a pretty common campus ministry saying that when you've seen one campus ministry, you've seen one campus ministry because mm-hmm. it is so... Um, they're also weird and contextual. Weird being the operative word. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and really perhaps also the other connection piece, right, is the, the long haul piece. If you're gonna appreciate the, the depth of impact that campus ministry makes, uh, you need to have that longer vision of not just what's happening this week, but the, the transformative that works uh, work that happens over uh, a student's college career, but then also, right, the impact that we have hopefully in shaping uh, folks who have an understanding of their place in the universe and being a part of God's work in the world that uh, Selfishly, as a campus pastor, I'm going to claim the the careers of all the folks that I sit on to do uh, work like like you're doing. So I'm struck by all that. But to completely change gears a bit, uh, or maybe not completely, but Peter lifted up the kind of fast-paced nature of uh, the world around us, mm-hmm. and and we're certainly aware of that. Uh, and don't forget the shallowness as well. Shallowness, right? Just personally, <laughs> there's incredible amounts of shallowness. <laughs> Not just between these two co-hosts. Hey-o. <laughs> hey. Um, but the, the show, we, we hope, is an opportunity not to immediately react to everything that happens, but to, to make space for kind of deep dives onto issues. Uh, that said, uh, there's something uh, happening today, it looks like. Um, it looks like today the Senate will confirm uh, Brock Long as the the director of FEMA after not having a full-time director of FEMA since since the end of the, the Obama administration. And so uh, just a question, right, with that news happening today, how does that, is it a big deal not to have a director of FEMA? Does that affect the work that happens on the ground for LDR and just for for those responding to disasters in general? I mean, well, there's an effect, but not directly, right? Like the work still goes on, right? Things still need to happen, and so people will persevere. I mean, you feel it at a certain level, right? Like, um, Craig was First, much loved um, and well-known in the disaster community. And, like, with, with any kind of change, the system kind of takes is stirred up a little bit, right? And so First, while things still moved on and work still got done and it's still getting on and still going on, we all feel the, the little tremors from that change always brings. First, I have to say, I'm sort of impressed that there's contemporaneous news in this, uh, in, in the disaster response field on this very day that we're recording. Mm-hmm. Do you know anything more, Zach First, or, or Sheree, about who this Brock Long person is and what experience they have in disaster work? I'm just curious for my own sake, but also for the listeners' sake. Well, actually, honestly, I First, do not. I haven't. I haven't much followed who the appointment, who was the other mm-hmm. who was going to be appointed, and so. I mean, all, I, all I'm finding is that the Times says he's, he used to be director of Alabama Emergency Management Agency. That's what I have. Yeah. So he helped with the response to the Deepwater Horizon spill, other things. Hmm. In reading through the news on him, it doesn't seem 
most of the kind of interesting news was more about the, the delay in, in confirming him and the delay in nominating him. There didn't seem to be too much like in regards to his like history of, of doing the work. So take that for what, what you'd like it to be. I tell you, <clears throat> I, I, find, I find myself learning new things even as I have you know been, been connected to LDR on our end. I mean, there is a connection between, for- uh, I think, to a... Maybe maybe a limited extent between advocacy and and disaster response. I mean, um, I've been tasked by my boss, our our bishop here, to be our synodical liaison to LDR. So if something were to happen that required our response, I would be tasked with connecting the dots and helping those relationships get in place so people could respond. Um, but yeah, just as I think about, you know, as Zach was drawing connections between campus ministry and, and LDR, I'm thinking about advocacy. And on, on our end, some of that, I think um, for, it's hard to discuss without talking about climate change. And for, yeah. for that's really, yeah, exactly. I mean, church that's really involved in, in uh, care for creation. And, you know, we have a, a big for, social statement to to draw upon, to stand upon on care for creation. The advocacy that we've done in that area in this state in in recent years has been primarily we're trying to get clear benchmarks uh, added to our, we have a state climate action plan, but it's just, it's just sort of a vague statement of like, we hope that at some point we'll have this much energy from renewables and that kind of stuff. And there's Mm -hmm. nothing, there's nothing like, there's no clear markers that will help us decide that we've achieved success <laughs> with that plan. Um, so, but I, I can imagine that part of it would also be ensuring that the state and that especially, you know, people in more vulnerable communities, uh, you know, for, for whatever, however you want to define vulnerability, is making sure that those areas are equipped to respond if disasters strike. I mean, I'm thinking about in Colorado, we did, the risk is primarily forest fires and flooding and, and I suppose drought probably. I'm wondering, is there, a, is there more of a connection to be explored between our, our many state advocacy offices, our, our, our office in, in Washington, D.C. as well, and LDR in terms of responding to climate change realities and the risk that that presents? What do you, what do you think about that? Um, absolutely. Just having oh, recently, you know, not too long ago, hearing the announcement that we're pulling out of the, um, the Paris Agreement and knowing that the especially lately, right, like the, um, the number of disasters are increasing and they're mm. proving that it's related to climate change. And so whereas ideally, right, there would be no disasters and I wouldn't have a job, right? Mm. I like having a job, but like I wouldn't, if I were to not have a job because there were no disasters, I think I'd be okay with that. (laughs) Yes, Um, (laughs) hot take, um, we don't wish for your unemployment. However, yes, if if it came down to it, right. Right. (laughs) Um, It's a different kind of disaster. Yes, right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> um, but instead, the number and rate of disasters are increasing, and and we need to talk about it, and we need to acknowledge it, and we, especially as church, right, and LDR being in relationship with our advocacy offices is so important um, because you guys, like, while we don't mess around with, like, policy, that's what you guys do, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, and, like, policy is so important for when it comes to how we operate and what we're doing to care for creation. Um, and so 
it's how we it's a way to hold ourselves accountable and like you said setting concrete markers um for our what we're doing and even if like you don't believe in global warming you don't believe in climate change what's wrong with taking care of the earth Mm-hmm. <laughs> what there should be nothing controversial about that, right? And so, what, I agree. Better care, First, right? We were given dominion, and I think what people forget about when you say God gave us dominion over the earth, like dominion doesn't just mean control or power. It means like we are responsible First, for. We have to take care of. And so, um, I think like in with LDR and in partnership with the um, advocacy offices, we can First, live more fully into the gospel and, you know, care for creation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I wish that there was not controversy to be mined in the, uh, in the realm First, of disaster response, but yeah, it, inevitably it comes up. People want to, people want to be able to point to different things that happen. And again, you can't point to maybe an individual disaster and say this, but you, you point to a pattern, like, as you said, right. Uh, a pattern of increased cycles of drought, increased numbers of forest fires, increased intensity of thunderstorms and hurricanes and tornadoes, um, all of that stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and from that, um, there are at least to my mind are some pretty clear policy decisions that you could take that even, even then you don't necessarily have to like call that increased pattern climate change if you don't want to, even though I obviously would, you can look at the trend and say, we need to be better prepared because there's just an increasing frequency that Mm -hmm. demands our attention. And so I appreciate what you said there, because I feel like there's, there is a connection. And even though you want to make sure that the, the response to an individual disaster is as sort of broad based and and really apolitical as possible, like mobilizing Mm -hmm. communities to come together as, as I think as I think we do pretty well in this country in general, um, as much as everything seems to be politicized, like people will come together, support their neighbors. There's still mm-hmm. sort of a larger question out there First, about about climate and climate change and how that's going to impact, yeah, the increased number of disasters that we are going to be called to respond to. So I appreciate you drawing those connections. And Zach, I feel like that's an amazing that's an amazing promo almost for right. uh, an upcoming discussion we're going to be having on the show. It is coming up. Uh, we've got a whole uh, episode of the podcast here dedicated uh, to climate talk, and in particular, talking about uh, climate stuff in response to um, to the U.S. announcing its withdrawal from the Paris Climate Agreement. We've got Dr. Jim White, uh, who's a, a local climatologist here in Boulder, but internationally renowned. Um, mm. And we've got we're working on the details. We will have a theologian of some sort. To give us a theological perspective as well, we'll get some nuts and bolts into the science, into the public policy, and into the theology. It's going to be a good one. We'll have, we'll have uh, Zach and also a theologian. That's so right. Correct. <laughs> I have to make sure I listen in on that one. I'm yeah. happy to hear that. Right? Yeah, I feel like, well, there, there was there was sort of a, a thought that there was some connections between these two. And I, I appreciate that, that Cherie, you know, name-checked Paris because that's, you know, that came up organically. It was not. It was not Zach and I shoehorning a promo in. Actually, <laughs> they paid me to do that. <laughs> totally kidding. <laughs> you know what, though, Peter? It's what? a hot one. It's a hot one out here today in Boulder. Uh, oh yeah. Probably due to climate change. It's so hot that uh, I don't really want to leave my house, and that's that's why I use Postmates. Oh, gosh. Uh, Back to the Postmates. That's. <laughs> No, Sheree, it's not fair because there's there's Postmates in Denver, 
but not in Boulder, <laughs> which is just outside of Denver where I live. So I have to use Uber Eats like a like a barbarian. It's terrible. I wow. love Uber Eats though. Mm -hmm. the, the options are so much more limited unless they want to sponsor us, in which case I love Uber Eats as well. <laughs> 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 oh my goodness. So Jeremy, what are some uh how what are some like tangible ways that folks can get involved uh with the work that you all are doing at LDR, whether that's a congregation or campus ministry individuals? Uh what's the best way for folks to get plugged in? That's awesome. I'm so glad you asked. Um <laughs> so <laughs> as a communicator, we love these. Uh, we love these pieces. And so the easiest way to get in contact with us, I'd like to always see what we're doing, um, is follow us on Facebook and Twitter. And so I update there every day. I'm about to go through a whole like refugee global migration awareness. So uh, just to see like what's going on and like what things mean and uh, follow us on um, social media. So on Facebook where the, our name is Astro Response, if you want to find us easier, if you type at E-L-C-A-L-D-R, same thing for Twitter, we're at E-L-C-A-L-D-R. Um, so we're super easy to find for a little more in-depth information for our blog that's going to be um, the easiest way to get to it is to go to ldr.org and if you look on your right hand side there'll be a post blog if you just click that little button it'll take you straight to it um, and yeah those are the easiest and best ways to get in contact with us you can also sign up for our alert mm. if you want to know the instant that we send out information about a disaster, if you sign up for our e-alerts, that's the quickest way to get the information. Uh, and that sign up can be found at LDR.org as well. Cool. I uh, just want to lift the, I, I don't want to tell you how to do your job, Sheree. Mm -hmm. but, but you're going to. But just that, like the lift up the missed no. opportunity <laughs> on the Twitter handle here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's already taken. Uh, but ELC LDR, I mean, it makes sense. It's easy to find and stuff, right? But you missed the opportunity to have the Twitter handle uh, Lutheran Disaster. <laughs> at, at Lutheran Disaster. It was probably taken by me, but. Um. <laughs> yeah, I already had that one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, you know, we're, they're striving to be professionals at the churchwide office, Zach, uh, unlike others. That's why I can street. never work there. <laughs> I bet they have to wear pants at work too. It's terrible. Well, you know, it's quite important. <laughs> I, say, I would say that's mandatory. Oh man! Um, whereas, yeah, here you are sweating in your undies in your office. As far as we know, we have <laughs> no. Right. There's no way in my meat undies. Oh, um, <laughs> they're not going to sponsor the show either. Product so <laughs> Don't even. Man. Don't even really. We teed that one up, though. Mm. You guys uh, oh. need to check out the Vinyl Preacher, where we did an entire uh, episode where I told the the Christmas story through a uh, common podcast uh, advertisement. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that episode. Mm -hmm. well, this has been fun. We also this reminds me, Peter. We need to get an episode. We need to figure out who the right people are uh, to pull together because this is an, an, a topic on which I am. I get fiery because was talking about uh, the movement of people uh, and one of my, my uh, things that I want to explore and learn more about and I get upset about is uh, how capital's free to move in the world, but humans, uh, right, labor is not free to move. And I want to know more. I want to be more, have more, uh, actually, I want to be, actually what I want to be is more constructive in uh, resolving the problems that come from that. Yes. I would love to dig into that. That's, that would be fascinating. Mm. Mm. 
We've got lots, lots yet to talk about on our, the old pod, Bless America. But we're very grateful to have been joined today by Sheree Green from Lutheran Disaster Response all the way in the, the City of Light, Chicago, Illinois. That's what they call it. Um, Sheree, yeah, thanks, for being, thanks for being on the program today. Um, honor is all mine. I appreciate the opportunity uh, to share um, what OER does. I, I, I love what I do. I love mm-hmm. being able to talk about the great work um, or this branch of the great work that our church does. And so I really, really appreciate this opportunity. I speak for Zach when I say we appreciate you as a leader in our church in uh, in, in this work in particular, but just, yeah, for the evident um, uh, enthusiasm and and uh commitment that you have to, to what you're doing there. That's, that was the whole, that's, that's what we love to see with the, the guests on the show and knowing that our church is engaged in all of this incredible work all over the place. And we're, we're just glad that you're a part of it. Yeah. I'm glad to be a part of it. Thank you guys. Absolutely. And may God bless you. And may pod bless the United States of America.